Listen, if you can get things done more efficiently, get them done as quickly as possible, then why, why not do that, right? It doesn't make any sense to keep dragging on with our task just for the sake of saying that we're doing something. Like I know a lot of people that do busy work because they just want to say that they're doing something. This ain't that, okay? <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Donuts, Coffee, and Tech. I'm your host, The Danielle J. And if you are watching this video right now, it's very likely that you stumbled upon the title, which is talking all about the four hour work week and how you can use it as a creator. Shout out to everybody who's listening in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and even Amazon Music. And shout out to you if you're watching me on YouTube. It's a pleasure to be here and serve up this fresh content. All right, so let's go ahead and get into it, right? So the biggest thing about the four hour work week that is really appealing to most people is that you're already working like 80, 90 hours a week sometimes if you have a full-time job and you're working on your passion, right? Not the most ideal situation, especially because you are not able to like do anything else. Like you're just only focused in on creating or developing your ideas out. And it's, it, it sucks, fam. It really just sucks. Long story short, right? So if you are struggling to keep up with the ever-changing, never-ending content creation hamster wheel. This episode is especially for you because I also have that same kind of cadence when it comes to creating content. And it's so, first of all, it's mundane. So it, it sucks in that way, right? Like you keep doing things and you're like scratching away constantly at this idea that, you know, I just have to keep creating, keep creating, cre keep creating. And there's no end in sight. So it gets really hard to stay focused on the end goal, right? And sometimes it even feels like that end goal is a, a goalpost that keeps getting pushed back. So it's really important to really come into grasp with some of these concepts that we'll be talking about on today's show. But let me go ahead and preface this by saying, this is not the one one method that cures all for everybody, right? Like this won't be the way that everybody best tackles content creation. I know that, right? I'm only speaking from my own experience and some of the people that I follow on YouTube and Instagram's experience. So that's like the first disclaimer. Sorry, first disclaimer. The second part is for our work week in principle is amazing, right? this idea that you only work four hours a week and you get all these things done and you're like the man or woman or person in these streets, it sounds great in concept. The reality is it does take a lot of work. This isn't like the cut edges way, um, shortcut way of going about content creation, right? Like I just have to give those disclaimers up front. And I really want to help you get off this hamster wheel. Wow. I really want to help you get off this hamster wheel because it can be very much so the death of your creativity, right? That's just being 100. So let's go ahead and get, get into uh, a little bit of my story. That way I can kind of put it out there so you can see if this is anything like you or if, if you've suffered from some of the same things that I suffered from when I, I stumbled upon this methodology, right? So a long time ago, 
I used to create content like a machine. You hear me? Like I was putting out all these posts. I was creating new ideas for shows. Before there was a Facebook watch, I found a way to do like full production shows on Facebook. And it was just crazy ahead of its time. Just really great. Right. And I really enjoyed it. But I also was doing it out of necessity because I own my own business and it was just one of those things where you have to be in front of the people, right? And especially because all the services that I was offering was on the internet, it made sense to make a huge fuss on the internet, right? So here I am creating all this content, really refining my message and getting things out and then life changed for me and I didn't have the same enthusiasm in creating content. That's like the short story of it, right? Um, and then furthermore, when I started to create content again, it felt horrible because I was just like going through the notions, you know? And um, it was one of those times in my life where I really just, I, I needed to find some type of inspiration, but I wasn't finding any in all the ways that I was trying to put forth this effort. And uh, my best friend, Portia, who I always talk about when I first met her, she was a content creating machine fam. Like she was making these videos and editing them. And then she was doing photo shoots and she was doing just all this fantastic content. By the way, go check her out. Portia D does design is her main, um, does style. Sorry, Portia D does style is her main page. And she has a couple other pages as well. Go check her out. Um, and she's also here on YouTube if you're watching on YouTube, but yeah, she was just doing all this incredible work and I felt a little bit of a uh, content envy because I wasn't doing anything, you know? So I strapped my boots up tight and I said, I'm going to do everything that she's doing because obviously her method works. She's doing it from sunrise to sunset. Everything is kind of centered around content and I could do it too. So I tried to do a bunch of work and burnt out quicker than I actually got started. And I was like, yo, what is this? How come I'm getting burnt out fam? Like this is horrible, right? But it was in that, that I learned a lesson that you can't really apply what other people are doing to your own mess. You know, it, sometimes it doesn't work, you know, and often or not, they have their own cadence because they've worked at it or they figured out what worked for them. And that's why they're in their, their rhythm, you know? So it really took a lot out of me to like step back and be a little bit more humble about what was happening within myself and really figure out what was going on. So after being completely exhausted, I mean, completely to the point where no content, uh, no content was being created at all. The most that I would do is just post my outfits or you know, maybe post some inspiration through like some of my findings about myself and my journey, but everything else was dead. I mean, dead. There was no podcast. There was no YouTube videos. There was nothing, nothing at all. And I had to figure it out for myself. So I stumbled upon this formula for the four hour work week for content creation, more specifically for YouTube, to be honest. All the other ways to create content, I'll I'll tap on those on other episodes, but I wanted to get into this one because YouTube seems to be the titan, right? Like when people talk about creating content and they talk about making YouTube videos, it seems to have a certain energy about it where people are really 
intimidated and with good reason right like fam it's it's an entire freaking thing it's not as simple as just like you know snapping a photo here or there or you know not being in front of a camera and like creating something on a website or through photoshop or something it is really a juggernaut when it comes to content creation so I understand the fear because I too had that fear even though I love being in front of the camera the camera is like my second home you know but the juggernaut of YouTube really really had me uh tight <laughs> so I just I, I stumbled upon this formula and I want to give a very big shout out to um Sean Kennel and his entire team because they do such an incredible job of teaching people how to use YouTube that I, I actually got a lot of this concept from his team and then I went back and reread Tim Ferriss's 4-Hour Workweek and figured out like where the holes were and what they were doing not really holes but just kind of the opportunities that they didn't use because maybe it just you know didn't fit like this over-encompassing idea of the four-hour work week and looked at tim ferris's idea and how it was implemented for business and you know just kind of found a little little sweet spot in between or whatever right so boom for those of you who do not know who tim ferris is he created a four-hour work week book many years ago when he found out that about I don't know 90% of his business really didn't need him to be present right uh, he has set up so many processes and systems and did so much work in finding good people to work at his uh, business that he can actually step away and stop being so in interdependent with his business and that's how he came up with the four-hour work week and the truth of the matter is it sounds big right because he owned this business he had enough cash flow to like hire people and do this and a third and it sounds really big right so that's why when i first read the book i did not even think about it in terms of content creation so when i saw that um sean kennel and his group had actually put it into terms of the four hour work week it blew my mind it absolutely blew my mind anyway so um when i first read this book when i was 20 years old i actually struggled i mean struggled with the real life application of it because again it sounded so big this man literally talks about like hiring people and doing all this other stuff and at 20 years old i was trying to explore entrepreneurship work a regular job and flirt with the idea of staying in school even though it was really hard for me to juggle all the things um also to age myself there was a recession happening when i was 20 years old so there are a lot of different things pulling on me as a person energetically it was just a lot going on right um my daily priorities were always so jumbled i just didn't quite understand uh, what needed to have the highest priority and this book really spoke to it um and fast forward into now i feel like i'm a beast at prioritizing right like i feel like i really do take pride in being able to prioritize different aspects of my life so that things can get done in a methodical way uh, but also in a way that will render long-term uh gain right so there's that 
but I want to look at the context of the four hour work week and consider some things beforehand, right? Like one, number one, number one, number one, before I get ahead of myself, number one, we need discipline, like real life discipline. And I'm not talking about like some blase, I have a discipline on Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays type discipline. I'm talking about straight up hardcore discipline where we're making commitments and we are determined to see those commitments all the way through. Like you have to have that type of grit and discipline when it comes to this uh, methodology. And second of all, we'll need to carve out time to plan because planning is actually just as important, if not more important than the execution of the methodology, right? So let's go ahead and look at the four hour work week and see what's essential to our, our work, right? Uh, the concept that Tim Ferriss talked about a lot is the 80-20 rule, which is also uh, known as the parental rule, uh, the parental principle, sorry. And this is the idea that 80% of your results will come from 20% of your work, right? And that was game changing for me when I read the book at 20 years old, even more game changing as an adult who really understands priorities better and it's, it's amazing. So again, that's the 80-20 rule. That's 80% of your results will come from 20% of your input, your energy, your focus, right? And that help, that really does help with readjusting our priorities and having the right focuses, right? So that's number one. That's an essential mindset shift that we have to have in going into this methodology. Okay. Number two, we have to eliminate distractions. It's so hard because a lot of the distractions that we have and we give ourselves come so organic. We don't even know what's distractions anymore because we have built those distractions into our daily lives and we make it part of our rituals and routines. So taking an audit of like what you do in a day's time, will really help you understand what is a distraction and what's actually like a ritual, you know? So like for me, the first thing I do when I wake up, nine times out of 10, I'm picking up the phone and I'm looking at all the different notifications on the phone, right? Sounds harmless, but it's actually a distraction because once I get into that flow of like looking at the notifications, I find myself on social media and I start scrolling right and it's a time suck so what would be a a simple and honest couple of minutes turns into 15 20 minutes you know and time is of the essence in the mornings i feel like a lot of people don't realize how precious that time is in the mornings when it comes to like setting your mind your mind up for the day setting your energy up for the day at hand you know so literally that's my biggest distraction so what I've done to adjust that is I've put the phone in a different room altogether so that I have to put extra effort in to going and getting the phone and looking at it first thing in the morning. So I don't use the alarm on the phone. I use a different alarm on an alarm clock so that I can actually have something set up strictly for that, that function. And then the phone could be somewhere else. That way I don't even get to it until I'm about to walk out the door. Right? So that's one thing. Um, and then the second half of eliminating distractions is making sure that 
you literally limit how much you're allowing yourself to be distracted during your peak performance times. And we'll talk about that a little bit more when we get more into this four hour work week uh, methodology. All right, and number three for, you know, just kind of the essentials to this methodology, we have to escape the office environment and or escape the clutter of the mind. And when I say office environment in the four hour work week, he really talks about like, um, you know, working remotely and like getting out of the office settings and context for content creation nine times out of 10 you do it in your home or you do it somewhere where you have your setup you know um this can really just mean working from a different environment in your home so that you can kind of get a new energy and or cleaning up your workspace because what happens a lot in content creating is that we get into the rhythm of creating and then the rest of everything else suffers, right? But the rest of everything else suffering is a reflection of your mind. So the more that we can change up our, our scenery in general, it'll help us get a new energy. But the more that we can keep things tidy and simple, the more you can keep it simple, fam, the better it is for the outcomes, right? Last but not least, when considering this this uh, workflow and considering this methodology we want to automate our side hustle main hustle we want to automate as much as possible regardless if this is your full-time uh, passion or if this is a part-time passion that's helping you get some things done in your life we need to automate some of it because the truth of the matter is delegation is king we cannot do more than one person can do in 24 hours right because if you think about it you still have to sleep right and i know i know fam i have insomnia really bad i don't really get that great of of sleep let alone have a really great sleep pattern so it kind of feels weird to say out loud but i know it to be a law i know it to be true that we have to get sleep you have to rest right so that's one thing that already carves out time in the day the other thing is like, if you live in a place where you have to actually commute to places, that time is literally being cut out of your day. If you're working a full-time job and you do this as like a side hustle or you do this as like, you know, your side passion, then you already have like 40 hours in your week that's being carved out already. So the more you can automate some of your obligations and some of this process in and of itself, the better it becomes for you in the long haul because the more time you can give to other people to take responsibility for the less you have to take responsibility of that time and that helps out like tremendously right all right so now that we got the essential practices covered and like the mindset that we need to have going into the four-hour work week um you may be wondering like how can we implement all these ideas into a four hour work week for content creation? There's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of moving parts. And I thought the exact thing until I heard Heather Torres from Think Media Podcast, which is Sean Kennel and his team, their podcast, share a formula that has changed the game for me forever. And again, this is really focused in on YouTube because it is the titan right it is the juggernaut we have to figure out a way to make this the most appealing freaking content creation aspect one because 
YouTube pays, right? So it's a, it's a, what do they want to say? Uh, what do I want to say? It's an income generating source for content creation. That's number one. Number two, from it, from your workings and dealings in it, you can actually create all these other uh, pieces of content, all this other collateral for your content creation machine <laughs> and make it make whatever you need out of it, right? So that's just my angle. That's my perspective. This is why I, I really want to focus in on YouTube and talk about it in such great detail because it is probably one of the more important content creation outlets outside of your own stuff, right? Like if you have your own website or if you have your email list or whatever, but anyway, we're basically taking these principles and creating a strict timeline that allows us to better prioritize our content creation tasks. Like I said earlier in this uh, podcast episode, it was really hard for me for the longest to really prioritize what was supposed to be happening in a day's time. And considering at the age of 20, there was so much stuff happening. I was getting pulled in so many different directions from so many different uh, efforts that I was putting into the world. This right here, this is where you'll want to take out your pen and paper and write this down because this is going to be really important. And what I'll do is I'll try to put it up on the screen for the YouTube folks to see and I'll include it in the show notes. That way, those who are just listening in can get this information as well. But here is the the hard timelines, right? You want 60 minutes for script writing and research, 90 minutes for recording only, 60 minutes for editing only, 30 minutes for thumbnails, 30 minutes to upload, and that includes (laughs) creating your tags, your title, and your description, and then you want 30 minutes to market and promote. Okay. When I first heard that, I fell out. I literally fell out. I just was like, there is no freaking way. There's no way. There's no way. And I'll say it one more time for the folks in the back who didn't really hear it, just because it's it's pretty detailed, right? So 60 minutes for your script writing and for your research. 90 minutes for recording only. 60 minutes for editing only. 30 minutes for your thumbnails, 30 minutes for your upload to YouTube, which includes your tags, title, and descriptions, and then 30 minutes to promote and market. Done and done, right? And what I tend to do is I actually break this down. So like my my work week starts on Sunday. So Sundays I do the 60 minutes for my script writing and research knock it out and what i try to do with that is i'll i'll dedicate 15 to 20 minutes for the research of a said topic and then the rest of the 60 minutes i'll go into script writing because i'm very weak at script writing (laughs) you could probably see it in my first youtube videos that i put up like it's not that good right and then um the next day which is monday will be my recording day. I have 90 minutes to just record. You're not doing any editing at all. You're going straight through. And the best way that I've found to make sure that the 90 minutes is used at its full capacity is to literally go through your script before you press record. 
know your talking points, right? And even if it's not like a full on script and it's bullet points, get comfortable with the subject matter at hand. That way when that camera's on, you're making the least amount of mistakes as possible. So 90 minutes is like good recording time. Tuesdays are always for editing. My thumbnails, I actually did all of those in advance. I have 30 minutes here. What I did was I actually combined all 30 minutes for the month and just spent that time doing thumbnails for the entire month, right? Like that's how I did it. Cause I was just like, you know what? Thumbnails is something that I can actually create um, ahead of time. It's a design element. I can get that done really quickly uh, beforehand just because I'm really good with designing, right? Uh, but if you weren't good at designing or you wanted to spend that full 30 minutes on the thumbnail for each video, uh, you can do that and the upload on the same day, which would be on Wednesday. And then on Thursday, I spend the 30 minutes actually promoting the video that I just put up for the week, right? And basically when I first started this process, I didn't really care about the quality of the video as much as I did getting the practice with these timelines and getting the videos out. And that's because I really just wanted to create a body of work since YouTube really is a library of content and really like a search engine, you know, like people go on there to figure out how to do da 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 or does this thing blah, 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 right? So in my mind, I said, you know what? Let me find a bunch of stuff that I can just do videos on and that'll be my focus. It's just get as many videos out as possible. I don't care. I do not care. And would you believe it? By the time I got to like the fifth video, it became easier and I felt it. I literally felt it. It went from like, oh, this is so freaking hard. I freaking hate this. This is like some bullshit. This is horrible, right? To damn. I'm actually getting this done and I'm getting it done pretty efficiently just from knowing what's coming up next. You know, like I know that on Sundays I do this. I know on Mondays I do this. I know on Tuesdays, this is what happened and Wednesdays is the drop. So I, I really built myself up. Like, I don't know. I've built myself up to really understand like, okay, these are the things that are coming into the week. These are the commitments that I have. This is what it is. And like I said earlier in this episode, you really have to have that discipline and know that if you set it up, fam, you have to go through with it. You have to do it. This is really you committing to you. And that's really hard as a content creator, fam, because if it doesn't happen, there's no real accountability. You know what I'm saying? The only thing that you have to keep yourself accountable is like the future version of yourself and looking back and saying, damn, if only I would have started doing X, Y, Z, then I will probably be here somewhere. You know, I got tired of saying that shit, fam. Like I really did. And I am really tired of saying that shit. That's why I'm going so hard with these different principles and making sure that I share them with you all, because there'll come a time where you're just tired. Like you don't want to say that shit no more. You don't want to feel the feeling no more. You don't want to like be left behind anymore especially because you've you've had great ideas you've had you know like opportunities come across your desk that you may have like floundered on 
but here's your opportunity to go ahead and step up and show that those opportunities weren't just a one and a million. They were literally meant for you. So you're doing what you need to do so that you can position yourself to get these opportunities once again. Right. And this timeline, man, this has really changed the game for me because now because I've set it up where it's a Sunday through Wednesday process for my YouTube videos, literally I can start pinpointing when I can start doing things for the podcast and push it through for however many days, right? So this is a five, um, a four hour work week, right? Four hours, boom, done. But in my case, because I want to put two pieces of collateral out of the same nature, long form, I really have an eight hour work week for content creation. And that's just long form content. All my short stuff really does come from my long stuff. So I'm like really being intentional and like focusing in on the most important thing, <laughs> you know, it's part of me. So that's the four hour work week for YouTube fam. It's pretty simple. It is, but it does require a lot of commitment on your end. And you have to tap into why you want to do this shit. Like, why do you want to do this? And the other part that I, I didn't go over in this whole methodology is what are your priorities fam? Like, what do you want to see happen? Because with me, one of the things that I took away from listening to, uh, our girl at, uh, think media is she talked about really being honest about what you have going on in your life. What is it that you're already committed to? How much time can you actually spend towards these things? Can you carve out the time to commit to this part of your content creation? And if you're honest with yourself, you're going to say like, yes or no. And it's okay, fam. But you just have to know what your priorities are. We're in the holiday season right now as this is being recorded. And some of you may say like, yo, right now I don't have the bandwidth to focus and commit to creating content for YouTube. I, I don't even have enough bandwidth to create for Instagram, Facebook, and all the rest of those. So no, I, I don't have the bandwidth. And that's fair for me. What I did was I wrote out all the months in the year and I chunked them off by quarter. And for each quarter, I have three priorities, right? I have my major three priorities for the year, which man, that really helped out. Right. And if you've seen my video or heard the podcast episode talking about three is a magic number, you'll see the power of three. Uh, make sure you check that out. But each quarter I'm giving myself three commitments because I don't want to call them priorities anymore. I really want to evolve that idea of a priority into a commitment because to me, commitment means that you're going to be a person of your word and get it done. Right. And that's how I have to uh, metasize it in my mind so that I can really do the damn thing. So my three freaking <laughs> commitments for each quarter is contingent upon what's happening in those quarters. I already 
can forecast the big things happening as opposed to like the day to day, the day to day or like the things that pop up. I kind of know what's happening in each quarter when it comes to that. I really, really, really buckled down for this last quarter because I knew ahead of time that my focus for this quarter is to pump out content. That is really all I want to do for this last quarter is pump out content. I'm not even worried about the monetizing part. I'm not worried about all the other ancillary things that go into it because I don't want to bog my brain down and take up bandwidth on ideas that is not the focus for the last quarter of the year. Going into 2023, going into the next year, first quarter, I have a completely different set of commitments and I'm setting myself up now so that when those commitments come up, I can give it 110% focus. And it's taken me a long time, fam. This is not like some, oh, we just stumbled upon this and now we're actually putting it into play. No, this has been trial and error for probably like 10 years of straight up, this doesn't work, this works. This doesn't work, this works. And every time I talk to somebody about this, they're like, why don't you write a book? Well, I might, okay? You might get a book out of me finally, but we'll talk about that later. Anyway, so when you're honest with yourself and you put things into perspective about where you're gonna actually commit your energy, then you can actually plan ahead and put things down on paper or on the phone or on the uh, laptop or however you take your notes that you're going to actually work toward. And once you know what you're working toward, then you can reverse engineer into what you're supposed to be doing. YouTube is a part of my bigger picture, so I have to do it, you know what I'm saying? With this four hour work week, regardless if you use it for YouTube, if you use it for TikTok, Instagram, whatever, it's all about prioritizing and figuring out what you're gonna commit yourself to. And I use the quarterly model, right? Because that works for me. I literally like to do a lot of stuff. So quarterly works for me, but you might be better off doing it in six months or a year, just depending on where your focus is, right? But the, the key piece to all of this shit, the key piece to everything, regardless if I'm telling you, if you hear it from Think Media, if you hear it from Gary Vee, if you hear it from whomever, whoever your favorite people are that you listen to when it comes to this type of information, the key ingredient is you committing and actually doing the thing. It doesn't work unless you work, fam. And that's really the secret sauce to anything that you learn online or in person. None of this shit works unless you work. And that's the part that a lot of us tend to forget when we're trying to get all this information and put the pieces together on what the, the, perfect, the perfect formula is when it comes to content creation. There is no perfect formula, but there are different aspects that can really help you stay accountable and stay proactive and stay productive. Are you down with APP? Yeah, you know me. That's, <laughs> that's accountable, proactive, and productive. Those are the three things that you really need to be to stay on top of your game. And nine times out of 10, um, all the research in the world will make you have paralysis because it's just a lot. It's just a lot, right? So it's with my hope 
ensuring this process and sharing this methodology and being 100 with you about my own story and giving you all the different keys that I've learned and my trial and error over the past 10 years, you'll gain something from it so that you can go forth and be great, right? So I'm going to break this down for you one more time as far as what the timeline is, right? Let me know if it works for you in the comments. Let me know, DM me, shoot me a message, whatever. Let me know if this is working for you. And I, I would love to hear from you about if you got anything out of this methodology that I share with you all today. Let me know how it's working out for you. And again, here, here's the timeline. This is how it breaks down. 60 minutes of script writing and research, 90 minutes for recording only. 60 minutes for editing, 30 minutes for thumbnails, 30 minutes for upload, and 30 minutes to promote and market, right? And not for nothing, the part that is most important in all of this, right? You wanna focus on the content creation. Most of these tasks you will end up delegating out once you get to a different position. But right now, if you're in the grind, if you're on the hustle, if you're trying to figure this shit out so that you can um, support yourself or so that you can start building out the bigger picture just know that it does not work unless you work right that's like the key takeaway from all of this that's what I want to leave you with today I'm super hyped for you I'm so excited that you stumbled upon this episode of donuts coffee and tech if you're not already go ahead and subscribe to my youtube and follow wherever you listen to this podcast whether it's on amazon music whether it's on Apple Podcasts or if you're listening on Spotify. Just make sure that we're, we're connected so you don't ever miss out on an episode. And yes, I'm really, really stoked about these episodes because I really do feel like I, I can really deliver. I can really deliver, fam. And it's just a really good time to be alive. I ain't gonna lie to you. <laughs> And you're doing it, fam. You're already doing it. That's the other thing, right? You're already doing it. You're listening to the podcast. You're watching the YouTubes. You're doing all the things. You're probably following some awesome people online. You're already doing the thing. We just gotta, you know, take it to the next level. And that sometimes looks like having different methodologies that you can put into application in real time. So listen, if you need any help with this, I'm here. I'm a resource. I'm a tool. Use me use me you don't hear that many people say that on the internet because they be like oh i'm gonna get too many messages nah fam i'm literally here to help as best as i can to my capacity so shoot a dm shoot a comment below this youtube video whatever and we'll talk about it and listen if all else fails if this does not work for you do not give up do not give up that's that's a no-go. The, the big commitment is to keep going. All right. And until next time, I am the Danielle J. And you have just, just got the truth bomb <laughs> on Donuts, Coffee, and Tech. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. Peace. Hey, what's up, fam? I just want to say thank you so much for checking out this episode of Donuts, Coffee, and Tech. If you're at all interested in becoming a sponsor for the show, please shoot me an email at thedaniellej at gmail.com. Also, if you're not already connected to Donuts, Coffee, and Tech on YouTube, make sure that you subscribe so that you don't miss out on any episodes 
I've created a playlist over there so that you do not miss out on any of the gems that I'm dropping. Also, if you have not, make sure you check out the last episode of Donuts, Coffee, and Tech that talks about the power of three because it has absolutely changed the game for your girl and I think it'll do the same for you. Thanks again for staying tuned and I'll see you on the next one. Bye!